You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Right across South Australia, it's the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports ASA every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonza, and tonight he's back, Dan Menzel. Form the Eagles, Geelong Cats, Sydney Swans. Where else have you been? Uh, Golden Grove Kookaburras, actually, Bonds. Uh, Northeast Football League out there. Um, but that's enough. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's good to be here. It's, uh, it's a very warm week this week we've got, isn't it? Yes, and hope everyone's staying sun smart and keeping out of the heat. Uh, big show tonight, men's. We've got true or false. We're going to talk about the Shield game, Victoria versus South Australia. We're going to talk about the AFL Match sim yeah, practice games, whatever games. you want to call it, they start this uh, coming weekend. Sample Tuesday, we got a massive sample Tuesday. We're talking to Jess Edwards from the North Adelaide Footy Club, and we're speaking to the new captain of the Bloods, Caden Brand. Yeah, it'd be great to speak to both of them. Jess Edwards off a really good win on Friday night, and then Caden Brand about uh, their fortunes next season with a lot of new players and some experience to uh, fill that void as well. And your calls and texts as well. You can text in on 0427 154 166 or give us a call, 1300 736 736. Let's get into the hot topic. Uh, thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea, thirsty at Char Time. Explore our ready made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. All right, let's talk about the Shield game over in Victoria. It's been an interesting game. It's only in the second day. And on the first day, Victoria bowled out for 169. Matt Short, 70. Wes Agar got a Pfeiffer. Uh, at Stump, South Australia were five for 75. And they were bowled out for 114 this morning. It's a little bit reminiscent of India and Australia at the moment yeah. over there in India. That uh, We're only two days in and the game's three quarters complete. And we're in a reasonably good position as well. We could have got up to around about the same sort of amount of, amount of runs that Victoria did in the first innings. But we gave them some 55-run deficit and they've had a pretty good day today, the Vicks. They are eight for 285 at stumps. Um Matt Short, geez, he's in a he's in a bit of form at the moment. He's knocking on some doors, Matty Short. 119, uh, outstanding. A Sutherland made 43. I guess the disappointing thing from the South Australians, we had the Victorians five for 97, mm. and now they're eight for 285. Uh, we must mention Spencer Johnson, though. Yeah, no, we must. He's taking a five for, which is great to see. We've been. Definitely had a little campaign here, I reckon, Bonds, about getting yes. him into that Sheffield Shield lineup. Uh, very good in the second innings with 5 for 72 so far, and there's still a couple of wickets to go, so he could take more. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, just Matt Shaw for a second. It's an interesting way he's playing. It's a little bit like the England cricket team and Travis Head when he's in form. Mm. 70 off 69 in the first innings, and he's come out and made 119 off 135 in the second inning. So really taking it to the bowlers, and um, without a doubt, he is the difference in the game at the moment. He, he just looks like he's playing on a different wicket. and. Yes. And his bat's twice as wide as everyone else's. <laughs> he's, he's in that good a form. It, it's uh, amazing to for the Adelaide striker that is uh, Matt Shaw. We yeah. own him now, don't we? We do definitely own him. <laughs> uh, he captained the team here, and we uh, you called the game when the uh, Renegades. Yeah. Yes, when they won it, and uh, incredible when he made that hundred and won off the last ball. But. Uh, yeah, 340 runs ahead the Victorians are. So even if we bowl them out cheaply tomorrow, uh, I'm not sure we'll chase down 350. Any chance you give us, Bonds? Uh, give us a slim chance. The, the wicket's getting better. So the juice is coming out of the wicket. Um, it, it's definitely getting better to bat on. But I guess it will only be day three as well tomorrow. So it's not like yeah. if it was a it won't be time. in wicket. Yeah, you're right. won't be time. It'll just be if they can bat for two days. Uh, or a day and a half maybe to get 380, might have to chase 400, That which would be amazing if they did. Uh, let's move on to the AFL practice games. We're going to call them, aren't we? Yeah, we uh, well, we are. It's mat- They call it match simulation. It's definitely practice games. Match simulation is their terminology. But um, when you're coming up against opposition, it is a practice game um, because it is genuine opposition. There's 45 players that they're picking from. And they're from another team that everyone wants to get their spot for round one. So there's um, there's not a lot of match team about it, Bonds. It's pretty real deal. And uh, and there's some good ones coming up starting uh, on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday there's three games. Now, all these games, good news is for footy fans, these are all live on KO. So you can watch all of these games. Um, the Gold Coast are playing the Bombers at Oswald Oval. Do you know where that is? I've no idea where that is. <laughs> I think it's Oswald Oval. It's up next to um uh, Is that in Melbourne? It's in the, in Gold Coast. Yeah, it's it? all yeah. those theme parks up there. Ah, of course. All right. Uh at uh GMHBA yes. Stadium at four o'clock, the Cats take on the Hawks and Icon Park at eleven o'clock. Um the Blues playing the Pies. Yeah, so look, there'll be people tuning in for that. The the ones that'll be as keen as anyone, it's the way the game is going nowadays, is AFL fantasy players will be keen to yep. tune in for these ones to see which players could come from nowhere this year. That is a really good point. And uh, sorry, that game, the Carlton Pies game's on Friday, not Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then on, also on Friday at 10 o'clock on, at Arden Street, the Kangaroos play the Tigers. Yeah, they do. 10 o'clock. Uh, how's that for a time of a game? Um, early start. It is an early start. So... AFL players will be rocking up at 7 a.m. Not many would do that for a game. But, um, yeah, there's some good games. You've got Tramway over, which is next to the SCG there, which is where the yep. Swans are taking on the Lions. It's going to be interesting to see how a few of those new Lions players go. Uh, Saints play Melbourne. Oh, before we get away from Arden Street, um, I think Clarko got out the wrong side of the bed uh, this <laughs> morning too. Let's have a listen to this. I spoke about very, very quickly about this thing called the dash, and that's for everyone. This dash, you... What's the, what's the mortality rate? H about 80 for most of us now, uh, whether male or female. You've got 80 years in your life, and this is this little moment in your life that you're connected to the Hawthorne Footy Club. Uh, oops, uh, that'll be the North Melbourne Footy Club, he meant to say. <laughs> yes, uh, the players had a good laugh there. And, um, yeah, look, it's a great video. It's well worth watching. Um, just I love the way he talks, Clarko, yeah. and... 
how he brings others into his uh, into his talk as well and really gets him engaged and um, validates what he's saying. He uh, although he probably can't validate that one. No, um, St Kilda play Melbourne at four o'clock as well on Friday. But I guess the Adelaide, most of the Adelaide fans uh, want to hear about Port and the Crows. And at on Friday at three thirty, the Crows play Frio, and at four forty. Port take on West Coast. Yeah, uh, the Freo game at Victor George Callis Oval. So if you can work out where that is in Perth and get along to see the Crows play. And then Mineral Resources Park, which is uh, where West Coast trains. Yes. We uh, we actually, the state team, went over there last year and trained at that facility. Good it's facility, incre- isn't it? Incredible. Top um, shelf. It's incredible setup. So um, so that would be a good one to tune in for as well on your Friday afternoon. So just on a, that AFL news, uh, Essendon announced uh, Zach Merritt. Yes, they did. As their new captain for this season. I think it was the obvious choice. There was no one mm. else really to lead if Dyson Neville stood down, which he did. So does that mean that your old club are the only club that hasn't named their captain. Uh, oh, no, the Brisbane haven't named theirs. So Brisbane and Geelong, they're the two, aren't they? Yeah, look, uh, there's some interesting ones there too because there's mm. some guys putting their hands up or have at least put their hands up for a number of years now. So it's not as clear cut without a doubt as the Bombers selection. Um, we saw Darcy Moore, which maybe wasn't as obvious to some for yep. Collingwood. So it will be interesting. Um, clubs do usually vote uh, around about, we saw it with the Crows, their community camp was uh, a couple of weeks ago. They went up to the Riverland. They definitely would have had their leadership vote up there and gone over things and announced it. So those will come in the coming week or two, no doubt. Lockie Neal wants uh, the Brisbane job. If the club um, and the players feel that I'm the right person to do that, then, yeah, I'd be um, really humbled and excited to, to do that role. I think probably the last two or three years I've been able to come outside myself and um, really try and drive and improve others around me, especially young midfielders. And Does he have enough enthusiasm to be <coughs> captain? Uh-huh. Neil here. When I listen to him, and he might be different within the four walls of the club, um, he just sounds like he's about to fall asleep. Yeah, no, he does. Uh, and it depends which way you want to look at it. Some people say he's very level-headed and calm and that's yes. what you need. Um, and I think Hugh McCluggage isn't that far off that either, to be honest. And Dane Zorko came out as the formulator and um, and he certainly was behind him being He recommended once, him. Yeah, yes. selected. So they've got a couple of options there um, with Brisbane. And Geelong, we obviously know, has been talked about with Tom Stewart, with Patrick Danifield, Mark Blitzaz, Mitch Duncan – there's a number of guys there. So um, it will be interesting. Um, but on to the, the Crows and the Power Bonds. Yes. Uh, they take on – Crows take on Freo first and then the Power take on West Coast. Um, and then they're staying over there for a week. Yes. So then uh, Adelaide takes on West Coast and the Power takes on Freo. So, and, that, and that's not a simulation. That's a practice game. <laughs> yes, that is. So – they both teams have got a week over in Perth, so yep. uh, it's a really good bonding opportunity. They will, um, no doubt, have some exercises, some activities. Um, it's a long way, a long time away from home uh, as an AFL club, though. Taking COVID out of it when it was a normal thing um, to be away for a week at this time of the year, but um, it's something that can definitely help galvanise the group. I think it's a good idea for both clubs to get away for a week, away from Adelaide, away from the media here. And, uh, yeah, spend some time over there, play a couple of decent practice games and come back home ready, primed for the start of the season. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. And I think that teams don't love playing against uh, their own crosstown rival as well in these practice games. We've seen Did that last year. Yeah, they've yeah. done it for a number of years now. And uh, you want to leave it to the showdown I, is the feel that I've got from players and the feel that being in it yourself as well in different situations. I remember when I was at Sydney, you don't really want to play against GWS. You'd rather leave it for the... The main event, and I think that's what uh, they've done this year, and it's why Crows and Power are taking on those two Western Australian teams rather than playing against each other. Got a text in from Mario. Uh, wants to know if we've ever seen such a turnover of players in this test series. It's like shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. Well, they've got to do something, don't they? Uh, it's not working. Oh, it's interesting how they, they got their tactics right. They were like, let's go away from the sweep. For one innings and then the second innings that uh, all capitulated. But Mario, I'm not sure what the answer is there. I don't think they know at the moment. And uh, I think Mario is the one who rang up and said we're, potentially that it's going to be – no, maybe it was Troy who said it's going it to be four nil will be a dollar and one cent. Well, that's looking pretty good at the moment. It is looking very good. Coming up on the show, true or false, and Jess Edwards from the North Adelaide Footy Club and Caden Brand from Westies here on the summer edition of Sports ASA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large (laughs) SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA with Paul Bonza and Dan Menzel. Great to have you with us, and you can be part of the show on... uh, You can text in 0427 154 166 or... Give us a call, 1-300-736-736. And we're just looking after the show for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who will be back in about two and a half weeks' time, just before the start of footy season. They will be here. Um, it is time for True or False, Men's, and it's all thanks to the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Sports Day SA. I Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. All right, I went first last week, so you can go first this week. Yeah, I'm going to kick it off with the NBL bonds. I'm going to, my question to you is majority of the Australian public would prefer to see New Zealand win the NBL finals than the <laughs> Sydney Kings. <laughs> oh, uh, I think that's true. I think everyone outside of Sydney. Yep. Would like to see the Breakers win it, especially coming from what they've done the last couple of seasons with COVID, yep. uh, finishing bottom last year, having to live away from home. Uh, I think that's true. And the Kings won it last year as well. Go the Breakers. Yes. All right. Uh, your first true or false, Dan, is, is this the end of David Warner's test career? That is, by public and popular opinion, true. Uh, yes, I think that David Warner... Uh, look, he, he's struggled to score runs. If you look at his last 10 innings, he's only had one good score in there, and that's yep. at 200, uh, albeit against uh, a uh, questionable attack at times. Um, they weren't definitely playing at their best. It was here in Australia. I just think that there's other players we should be looking at playing and pursuing with, and whether it's Travis Head or someone else, that's what I would do. Uh, Bonds, the AFL should have an all-star game where two captains draft their team like LeBron and Giannis did. Uh, I think that's false. I don't think it, I don't think it plays with the Australian public. I think a state game, Victoria versus South Australia, Victoria versus WA, I think that works. Yep. But I don't think an all-star game, uh, I think they would see it 
as a joke. Yeah, I, for what it's worth, would also go with false. I don't think that it would work. But uh, the theatre of the drafting with LeBron and Giannis is pretty cool with the players behind him. Yes. And they get into pick. And I'm not sure if you saw, but Giannis um, tried to pick Ja Morant uh, in his reserves and everyone lost it and started laughing. He said, he's a starter. You can't actually pick him. <laughs> and so he, uh, he got his notes wrong there, which isn't great up on stage. But uh, the theatre, they do it very well over there. Awkward. All right. Uh <laughs> Max Sim come practice games mean absolutely nothing. True or uh, false? That's, uh, that is a tough one because I think it's a two-part answer for mine. Uh, they mean absolutely nothing. That is true. In terms of the scheme of things, uh, remember when we used to have the preseason cup and I reckon yes. Carlton came out and won the Wizard Cup or whatever it was and then barely won a game that year. Um, it's true. They don't mean much at the end of the day. For players, they mean a little bit more because they're trying to get themselves into the team. They're trying to build their season and give them a really good platform off to launch from for the season. But as a collective, as a whole for the team, no, they don't mean a lot. Okay. What you got for me? My last one is uh, the Australian women's cricket team is Australia's most dominant sporting team that we have. Uh, Yes, that's true. I don't think I don't think there's another team. Just thinking off the top of my head, I have put you on the spot here. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there is. I think the Matildas might be close, but uh, no, don't have the same success as yeah. the Australian cricket team. Yeah. Uh, we've obviously got to win the T uh, Twenty World Cup. Yep. We are in the semi final. I think we'll go on and win it. We look extremely dominant as always, but. Um, It made me think about it and I thought, is there a better Australian sporting team that has more success in their sport around the world? And I can't think of one more than the Australian cricket team in the women's format. In the last maybe 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, they've been amazing. Okay, last one for you, my friend. Port will be three wins, three losses after six games. Before you answer that, here are their games. Lions at home, Magpies away, Crows at home in the showdown, Swans away, Bulldogs at home, Eagles away. I'm going to say true, and I'm going to say that that is not a bad thing. Uh, that's a pretty tough start, and Brisbane's going to be tough. Collingwood's going to be tough. Sydney's going to be tough. The Bulldogs will be hard, and you never know with a showdown, unfortunately, with the Crows. Like anything could happen there. And, look, West Coast will be better, and over there it's always hard to play against them. So if they are 3-3, three and three, I think as a Port fan, I'm actually pretty happy with that, and I think that they will be 3-3. Three and three. Your thoughts? Uh, I think they'll be three and three. Yeah, Oof. I think if they they might they might be four and two, they might be two and four, <laughs> but I think they're three and three because I think they'll win. I think they'll beat the Lions at home. I think they'll beat the Crows, um, and I think they'll beat the Eagles. I'm not sure about the Bulldogs. Uh, I'll, okay, so if if they're going to be four and two or two and four, which one would you pick? I'd actually go on two and four to be honest. I think that's a hard run, and there's some yep. tough games that they could drop. Uh, three and three for mine is a win. Yeah, anything better than three and three, I, I agree with you. I think I think that's a win, and um, it's, oh, it's such a such an interesting start to the season for both for both Adelaide clubs, but especially for Port. Oh, and the way they've done the fixture now with the teams that finish up the top of the ladder, Port's actually unlucky that they've got such a hard start to the year. But so many of the better teams from last year have a really difficult start to the year, and you could easily see them two and four, one and five early days, and it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, really interesting. And uh, can't wait. I can't wait to start a footy season. 
Yeah, you um, and uh, all the other AFL fantasy fans out there will be tuning in to every single that's game. The, that's the only reason that these practice games are worth anything. That is it's for the fantasy teams. Yes, 100%. Everyone will be getting their team ready, waiting to see who's the young player that's going to launch this year that they can find and someone else won't pull the trigger on. It's Sample Tuesday coming up on the show from North Adelaide, Jess Edwards, and from West Adelaide, Caden Brand, right here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA with Paul Bonza and Dan Menzel. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA with me, Paul Bonza and Dan Menzel, right here on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Sample Tuesday it is. And men's uh, the Sample W kicked off on the weekend and there was some good games. Uh, was. Central's defeated Eagles by 13 points. Uh, South defeated Sturt by eight points. I watched a bit of that. That was a good game. Uh, West Adelaide defeated Glenelg by 14 points. Um, and probably a little bit of an upset there. You would have thought Glenelg uh, after their last season. I picked West to you win that too. one. Yes. Yeah. They did win last year round one, so they're going to make sure they try and string together a few now, but it's going to be tough against their next opponent. Yes, it will. But the game of the round was Friday night. Uh, Norwood taking on North Adelaide out at Cooper's Stadium and the defending reigning premiers, North Adelaide, got the win by just two points and uh, our next guest is brought to us by Toolkit Depot. New year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot, your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. From the North Adelaide Footy Club, welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA, Jess Edwards. Thank you for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. A really good hit out first up against Norwood and uh, you came away with a two-point win. What are your thoughts about the game? Yeah, I actually said last night at training that it was an amazing game for women's football in the Central League in general. It was really high scoring, fast paced, um, really skillful. So um, it was. I had a great time being a part of it. Probably a little bit closer than what people would have liked on our side of things. But no, it was an amazing game to be a part of. It was, and they did come late, Norwood, at you girls, but you managed to hold on by two points. I did want to ask you, Jess, about that. Seven goals, 10 to seven goals, eight was the final score. Is attack what we can expect to see from the North Adelaide Roosters this year? Yeah, I think that um, we did let them come in probably near the end of um, that last quarter, um, not scoring from our end too much either. But I think we were able to keep the pressure, remain calm and just, allow them to keep coming at us, but blocking it off. But, yeah, it was was very um, high intensity for that last five minutes. And the other one I want to ask about is uh, Isabel Starmer, come across from Central Districts. Now, she had 24 touches in her first game. We are really influential on the game. How has she been and how did you see her in her first game? Yeah, Starmer's fantastic for her. She's a really strong build um, as a ruck and can create not just only uh, tap down for us, but she can actually rover her own ball, which is fantastic for us, which is a little bit like what we had last year with Meg um, being up in that rock situation. So, uh, yeah, I think she's come across really well. She's fitted in. Um, Chrissy Steen's really about educating our players so that we change the plan on the field as well. So I think she's really starting to find her own and understanding our game plan. I know it's only been one round, but it seems that the standard have of the competition has lifted 
lifted again already. Like the game between yourselves and Norwood, I think it was only four points off the all-time total points for a women's game. So, um, But it's not just about the scoring. I think the skills, again, just after one week, you can see that the competitions improve. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is my second year being part of coming back to Sandfall. And just the younger girls even coming through the system of the under-16 state now and then under-18 state, they're unbelievable. Um, the skills that they're bringing, the high pressure, the speed of their running at, the fitness that they're bringing. Sandfall every year is just getting better and better. So um, I can't wait to see what it's going to be like in literally three to five years. So talking about the standard of the league, uh, did you catch any of the other games, Jess, on the weekend? And, and if so, who stood out? Yeah, I watched the uh, West uh, Richmond game um, because obviously we're playing them next week. Um, I caught that one a little bit. Once again, West really held their structure really well, which is something they probably didn't do so well last year. They've obviously got a few more recruits into that team. They looked really strong. Um, I was surprised with Glenelg. Um, and way, but I think they'll come back up and come through. They've always been high pressure team, and then the Centrals and uh, Eagles game that was a good another one too that I've actually also watched. Um, Centrals are going to be in fine form this year, as well as South. I think they're two teams that uh, missed out on finals last year, and I think they're definitely going to get up there this year. There you go. So Centrals and South, a couple of teams that are going to uh, potentially go up the ladder this year. But you also touched on the West Adelaide game. You take on. The Bloods uh, this Saturday at Highsend Stadium away at 12 o'clock. So how do you get the win against the Bloods this weekend? I can't give too much away. Um, <laughs> no. No, it's all right. No one listening. It's just, you, just us three here. <laughs> no one's listening. Okay, good. Good to hear. Um, no, I think that they held their structure well. So having a look at what they're doing, we need to hold our structure as well, but not come away from our game plan. So. I think what we need to do is make sure that we're not getting too congested and getting too sucked in and holding out our little layers that we need to do to make sure that we're running with the ball because obviously we have quite a bit of speed in our team and so we need to use that to our advantage. Geez, Bond, you can tell that Jess is a teacher. She knows just what to give away and uh, <laughs> and what not. But um, just on that, Jess, um, how's the teaching go and how often do you take the students out for a kick of the footy? Every recess and lunch. Yes. So I've, I, was, I was a late bloomer, so with footy. I didn't start till I was like 27, 28. So the most kicking practice I can get, the better. So every recess and lunch. No, I love it. I've got uh, little younger students, so just to see them kicking around and having a ball with them, they just love it. So it's great. I want to ask you about your coach. You mentioned Chrissy Steen. Is she quite an intense human being or is she quite relaxed? Well, she was previously an actor, so I just say the dramaticness of her is what leads us into our games. Um, yeah, she is very intense. She loves what she does, and she has a really big passion of not just getting us to understand football, but to become really knowledgeable footballers um, so that we can start to adapt the game into our own way and we can adapt on the field. So, um, yes, she can be dramatic in terms, but um, she really is trying to make women understand the idea of football um, and I, I like that idea of it. So I think that's why sometimes we really can hold ourselves at the end of our games is because we are changing that game plan not so much. She's having to do it from the box herself. And Jess, are you expecting to get many AFLW players back this year and at what stage might you see them? 
Yeah, I think we're looking for more round four. I think that's when they have released uh, most of the Crows and Port Girls. And we're looking to get back um, some of our original players that got drafted last year. So Millie Borg, um, Hannah is coming back. We've just got one back from Britt Perry, who's also with Port. Um, so, and we're hoping to get Amber Ward as well, who previously was with us for a few years ago, and she's from the Crows. So a few people will step in there, but we don't really get to have them for that long. So the more times and the more games that we can play at the moment as a team, heading into finals will be better for us. Jess, we appreciate you coming on the show and joining us. Have a fantastic season and all the best to the Roosters. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jess. Jess Edwards from the North Adelaide Footy Club. And as you mentioned, men's, they play West Adelaide 12 o'clock on Saturday at Heisen Stadium. It's a double header. Eagles play Tigers after that. So if you are interested in seeing some great women's footy, that is the place to go. I watched a, I watched two or three games of the weekend. They were great. They were. And uh, and for those who are concerned, it is going to hopefully be a bit cooler on the weekend. Yes, we should get some nicer 25. weather. So it's a great way to do it, the uh, double header, the back-to-back games there. And, uh, well done to Jess Edwards as well. Started off the season with 25 disposals on the weekend, uh, six tackles, four clearances. So she's had a cracking start to the season again. Good player. Uh, the other games this weekend, also all on uh, Saturday, Sturt play the Bulldogs at Thebe Oval and South take on Norwood down at Flinders University at that uh, 6 o'clock start. Yeah, 6 o'clock start, so really nice one there. Norwood, very good in round one, lost by two points, so they'll be looking to bounce back against the Panthers. And hopefully uh, my Eagles girls can get the win. The Bays will be looking for that as well in their second game. Yeah, they will too. Uh, It is Sample Tuesday, and now it's time to take a little bit of a focus on the West Adelaide Footy Club and a man who has just been named their new captain. Our next guest is brought to us by Tire Power. Best Buys on Big Brand Sale is on now. Get to your local independent-owned tyre power today. We're a happy team at Westies. From the West Adelaide Footy Club, it's Caden Brand. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, you came back from Sydney last year to the Bloods. A uh, bit of an inconsistent season. Uh, let to tell us what your feelings were about the season. Um, yeah, no, it was obviously it was disappointing to um, not win more games. Obviously, I think it's uh, yeah, it's always frustrating when, frustrating when that happens. But I think um, the way we finished the year was was um, was in the right direction, and and it's pretty exciting for you know what what we can do going forward. Now you spent some time at Sydney and at the mighty Hawthorne Footy Club. Uh, how was your experience in the AFL? Um, yeah, mate, it was a great experience. I mean, I spent yeah nine years, nine years playing um, playing in the AFL, and it was um, and you know, there's obviously some hard things that come with that, but no, it was a great experience. And, you know, I um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity that I got. Now, Caden, which of the uh, two, living in Melbourne or living in Sydney, was a better place to live? Um, I'm going to have to say Melbourne. I think I think um, Sydney was probably just too um, too packed for me. I'm being a country lad. Um, you know, it was a Melbourne was obviously a step up, but then Sydney was next level again. So I think, you know, out of those two, I think Melbourne was probably the um, the better place to live. Yeah, that's a fair call. Now, Bonds, congratulations to this man. He is the West Adelaide skipper in season 2023. So he got voted in by his peers. So, um, Caden, I just want to touch on a bit of experience you've lost and how you replace them. Tommy Keogh is gone. Logan Hill, Hamish Hartlett and Patrick Fairley as well. There's a few names there and a few games gone from the club. 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. As you said, obviously lost uh, lost a fair few games there at um, you know sample and AFL level um, of experience. But um, you know, I think the way the club, the direction the club's heading in now, um, you know, promoting our youth and, and really trying to get get games into those guys is going to hold us in good stead in the future. And um, you know, it's obviously it's not easy losing losing that amount of experience at once. But um, you know, I think we've got some guys here that can pick up the slack from those guys and, and drive us in the right direction. So you're announced as the captain. Is there a vice captain that's been announced? Um, no, there's not. So we've got, um, I think it's a six or seven man leadership group and there's just sort of, underneath me, it's sort of going to be a shared load. So there's no um, no named vice captain. It's just going to be a shared load there. Yeah, good. So a couple of those names uh, in that group, Josh Ryan and Jordan Boyle, who were already in the group last year. And then you've got new members, Mitch Maguire, Sam May, Lucas Milan, and Isaac Johnson. What can you expect from a couple of those latter names that have come in for the first time of leadership this year? Yeah, as you mentioned, we've got um, Borley and Jar, who have sort of been around the mark in that group for, for a few years now. And and those other guys, a few of those guys, are, um, you know, Westies juniors that have come through the ranks. And, and that's very exciting for the footy club, you know, obviously to promote those guys into those roles and, um, you know, as, as I sort of said, I, I think we've got some, some guys there that are really going to hold us in good stead and, and drive, the, drive the standards going forward um, into the future. So it's really exciting to be working with those guys and, um, you know, uh, once, we, once we hit the ground running um, when the season starts, I'm sure that those guys are going to play a big hand in how we go. Adam Harlett's taking over the coaching reins. Uh, had a bit of a taste of it in the coaching box last year. Um, how has he gone so far pre-season? He's put, has he put his stamp on the club yet? He has, mate. He's, he's a ripper heart. He um, obviously, I think it's well known throughout the sample. He's a very passionate man, and and he's um, and he's sort of, as you said, he, he sort of took the reins a little bit towards the end of the year last year, and, and he's hit the ground running this pre-season. And um, some of his standards and and um, you know um, principles that he's brought in have been been outstanding, and and. I think with the young group we've got, it's going to be important to, to have those standards and stuff. And, and he's been, you know, he's been exceptional in that role so far. And I'm really looking forward to working um, with him this year. Now, Caden, I want to ask you about Hearts. Uh, Bonds, I got to spend a little bit of time with him in the state program last year. And uh, if I quote Kawhi Leonard, he's a fun guy. He definitely uh, is, a, is a really relaxed nature. Have, have you seen him get heated or has anyone copped a spray yet? Um, I've certainly seen him get heated throughout my time with him, but he, um, as you said, he is, he is very, um, you know, fun and, and kind-natured bloke. But you know, he certainly, when it, when when it comes to business time, he um, he flicks a switch and, and turns into um, serious mode. And you know, he's certainly a, he's a big figure, so he's um, he can be feared at times when when he's in those um, when he's in those stamping of authority um, situations. But no, nah, he's been great. He, he balances it very well and. Um, and he demands respect from his players, and, and, you know, that's what you want in the coach, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to ask about a couple of the recruits that have come to the club. You've got uh, Reese Nichols come down, Sam Frost. Uh, just tell us about those guys and uh, where they might line up. Yeah, absolutely. They've, those guys have been great. They've um, you know, they've been really, really important for our, for our group, having obviously some senior footy experience, um, being the young group we are. They've, they've sort of brought in their, their standards of training and um, – and, you know, really excited to see where, where they're going to sort of fit into the team. They're both sort of half-back sort of mid-players, mid so I, th- I think you see them across those two lines. But, um, you know, they're very, they've been tearing the track up and, you know, very exciting for our footy club. So looking forward to seeing those guys pull the, pull the colours on for the first time. What about West Adelaide fans? What can they look forward to this year watching the Bloods? 
I think it's going to be an exciting round of footy. I think, you know, um, in terms of expectations of win-loss, you know, that's not something we're sort of really worrying about right now. We're trying to, you know, um, steer ourselves in the right direction for the future. And, and um, you know, I think it's going to be a very exciting brand of footy and um, hopefully one that the fans can come and enjoy. And, and you know, who knows what the the um, season is going to hold for us. But, you know, as I said, it's, it's going to be a really exciting brand of footy and, and hopefully we can, you know, obviously get a few more wins than we did last year. Josh Gore was really good for you up forward last year. Uh, who else is going to kick goals for you this year? Yeah, so we've got a few. Um, Riley Corbett came in late last year and, and really hit the scoreboard and, and made an impact. And um, Liam Delahunty, he sort of played a bit, bit down back as a key back last year, but he slipped forward this year. So, you know, we've got some exciting exciting talent up there. And, and we've got Jono Beach, who's, who's going around again, who's been a, you know, a stalwart of the competition for a long time. So, you know, we've got some guys around him and, you know, some small forwards that we're going to introduce this year. So, um, hopefully we can find some, some avenues to go that way. And, um, you know, I think uh, the way we're going to be playing footy is probably going to, um, you know, give those guys a bit more opportunity. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how we go. It will be. It was uh, great to see um, the likes of Jono Beach, Gore, um, a number of players, Corbett, as you said, late. Some exciting players up there for the Bloods. Now, I want to take you to the other end of the ground, Caden. I want you... To fill me in on, do you prefer being a uh, drop-off defender, a lockdown defender, or a rebounding defender? Do I prefer? Yeah, what's your best role? Um, look, mate, I just sort of – I'll probably have to just play whatever role Hart is going to need me to play, but um, so I don't mind dropping off and <laughs> – Yeah, I think so, but <laughs> – No, I don't mind dropping off and trying to, trying to intercept a bit and um, obviously – as a defender, there's, there's times when you can't do that and you have to actually defend. So, you know, that'll be my role at times as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, of those three things, I think uh, it'll be a, um, a couple of varying roles at times. And so Tommy Keogh, we've touched on, has retired. So he won't be back uh, in the back line with you down there. Who can you expect to have lining up with you in that defence this season? Well, we've had JR, Josh Ryan, who's who's been a very good key defender for us yes. for, a, for a number of years now. And he's... He's always a lockdown there, and, and as a leader that he is, you know, he's going to uh, be a great example for the younger players we've got coming through. And we've got Sammy May, who's also in the leadership group down there, So, as well as, you know, the guys we spoke about before in Nichols and Frost. So um, those are the sort of guys you're going to see rolling through through the back line, as well as a number of younger guys coming through our footy club, which is obviously really exciting as well. You had a chance to play along Dan Menzel in the state game last year. Uh, how did How was that experience in Perth? Yeah, it was great. It was great. I really enjoyed that experience playing with a, you know, a lot of guys that you play against each week is, is you know, always a special experience. And, and um, you know, to get the win was great as well. And I think Mens, um, he might have sealed the game for us with one of his late goals. So, no, it was a, it was a great experience. And He's um, nodding. He's nodding in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was good. And, you know, um, as I said, I, I think you can't really take those things for granted because, you know, they don't come around all the time. So, it was, yeah, great experience. What about work-life balance away from footy? What are your interests and what do you see yourself doing after footy? Yeah, so I'm doing um, through the footy club. I sort of um, got into a role doing a bit of um, disability mentoring, which I'm really enjoying. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, was um, something I hadn't, didn't know too much about, um, you know, throughout my footy career. But when I came back here, a few guys were doing it at Westies and um, we got involved with it and loving it. Um, and so I sort of do that throughout throughout the week and obviously footy on the weekends. But, uh, long term, long term, I'd like to try and get into the fireys one day, but that's something that I'll have to sort of wait until I finish, nice. finish footy to um, to uh, pursue. But that's sort of the plan for me. Now, Caden, before we let you go, because you've got training very shortly, 
Just want to ask you some rapid fire questions to finish. So we fire these at every player every single week. So whatever comes to mind first, fire away with. And I'm going to start with who is the player for the Bloods fans to watch out for in season 2023? I think Frosty, the one, the uh, the lad we got across from GWS. Um, I think Frosty's going to be one to watch this year for us. Good, good. Uh, who is the benchmark team in the competition? Oh, it's hard to go past Norwood, I think, after winning the flag. Yep, absolutely. Who do you think will win the McGarry medal in 2023? Um, oh, I think Big Boydie from Norwood might, might, be, might be a chance this year. Oh, yes. We have had Harry on, and that's a, that's a great answer there. Um, a player from another team, you can't say Boydie, a player from another team you enjoy watching? Um, I enjoy watching um, Riley Knight. I like the way he goes about it. Yep. And last one before we let you go. Favourite ground to play at away from home, so away from Hisense. Oh, I was going to say Hisense. <laughs> uh, I do like, I like playing at Glenelg. It's a small oval, so you don't have to run as much. Yeah, down on the bay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good, good selection. They play well there too, West Adelaide. Caden, thanks for joining us. Uh, congratulations on the captaincy, and we wish you all the best for the sample season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Caden. Skipper of the Bloods, Caden Brand, joining us on a Sports Day SA. And, men's now your time to look at West Adelaide. Um, do you want to go through those ins and outs again? Yeah, we will. So, Caden did touch on uh, Reese Nichols from Gold Coast and the one that he's uh, told West Adelaide fans to look out for, which is Sam Frost, uh, who's come from GWS in the VFL setup there. So, there's a couple of names they've got. They've got a few other guys um, from local regions that can definitely play a role for them this year, which they're going to need um, because if you have a look at this going list, the list of names that have left the club, uh, it's a lot of experience, which we touched on. Hamish Hartlett has gone. He's retired. He's obviously with Port Adelaide now. Tom Keogh has retired, the long-term captain. Logan Hill, another guy who captain as well, has also retired. Patrick Fairley and Jackson Edwards. So there's a lot of other guys, Jay Cleland, um, and a lot of guys got drafted too. So a massive exodus that um, they're going to have to work out pretty quickly. And Adam Hartlow, it is how they're going to fill the void of those players. What about the strength of the Bloods? I think the strength of the Bloods has to be the fact that they keep getting players drafted. Every single year, it, it just shows the development of that footy club. It might also show the zone and how well it's working, but... Last year or the last couple of years, you've got Harry Lemmy, Barnett, Scully, all drafted. Um, plenty have been taken over the past five seasons. And so what that means is that if Adam Hartler can create a really good culture and retain players over the next couple of years, then ultimately they're going to get these players coming back because yeah. not every player who gets drafted to the AFL has a 12, 13, 14-year AFL career. You'd love that, but the average lifespan of AFL players is around about four years. So, so many good young talent uh, have come out of the bloods. They will start getting them back if he can create a really good culture there. Their weakness? Uh, it's their lack of experience and quality, unfortunately. They've lost so many names there and they have battled over the last couple of years um, in developing that uh, that quality. And last year we saw they got heavily scored against in quarters. That's something that I think Adam Harlow will be looking at this year is we've got to be competitive, but we can't let the opposition blow us away in one quarter, which happened far too much last season. Who do you think is their most valuable player? Uh, we just spoke with him. It is Caden yeah, Brand. Uh, he can – I asked him the question about whether he's a better drop-off player, lockdown or rebounder. He can do all three for him if they need. So he is the one who is most experienced and he's going to help their defense and he's going to need to because it's going to be under a bit of pressure. 
Well, who needs to perform for them for to move them up the ladder? I think for uh, Adam Hartland for West Adelaide, he needs to find five players that are C-graders and make them become B-graders and five players that are B-graders and make them become A-graders. That's how they have success. That's how they move up the ladder and that's how their success comes next season, but in particular in the coming years. So, Bonds, with that all in mind, where do you see West Adelaide finishing next season? I love the appointment of Adam Hartlett as coach. Same. Really, really think it's a smart move by the club. I think the lack of talent will hurt them. I think they're in the bottom three, unfortunately, for Westie supporters. But there is a bright future, I think. Yeah, I don't think any West Adelaide supporter will find that as a surprise. And I don't think their expectations will be any different. When we read out the names that have left the club and they've struggled the last couple of years, Adam Harlan needs to be given time to implement his game plan, but also to find a few, to actually develop them, bring them through, and that might take a couple of years. Sample Tuesday is a lot of fun, and, and that was uh, your look at West Adelaide, and we thank Caden Brand and also uh, thank Jess Edwards for joining us tonight as well. But uh, next week, mate, we've got uh, a club that's fairly familiar with both of us. Yes, it's the last club. We've done all seven standalone clubs. Uh, so we will have a last club, which will be Woodville West Torrens next week, Bonds. And who have we got coming on from... The Mighty Eagles. Well, we went from one skipper this week. We might as well go to the next skipper next week, and that is Joey Sinor, appointed as captain this year for his first season as captain for the Eagles in season 2023. Looking forward to that. All right, uh, thanks for joining us. It's been another jam-packed show, and we'll see you tomorrow on the summer edition of Sports ASA. You're listening to Sports Day. For Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer.